Wildfire Concepts presents Seven Figure Furnace, digital marketing discussions with internet-made millionaires with your host, Cindy Donovan. In this episode, number seven, I interview Mark Thompson, who has been creating products and building a massive online business for 10 years now, selling over $20 million in product sales. Now, during this episode, Mark is going to be discussing some strategies that he uses to fill his webinars, as well as some tricks that people just starting out with webinars can use to pull more people in. He's going to share some strategies about how to maximize registration page conversions and how to make the most out of your follow-up sequences, um, but most of all, how to get more people onto your webinars. So thank you, Mark. It's so fantastic to have you here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so let's dive straight in here. What do you think is the best source of traffic for filling up webinars? Well, the best source is going to be your own internal email list, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening that don't have an email list. So you need to do one of two things. One, you could try to drive tra uh, paid traffic to your registration page, or you can try to leverage other people's authority, influence, and their email list to try to fill those spots. So um, I would prefer to try to find other people to help um, fill those spots just because, you know, obviously if you're paying for traffic and you're driving people to a registration page, you're only going to get a fraction of those people to register. And then especially if this is a brand new webinar that you're running, you're not really sure how well it's going to convert. So you're not, you know, there's a bit of a risk there because, you're going to be investing into paid traffic that you're not really sure what your return on investment is going to be. So I always try to leverage other people's email lists or affiliate partners to help fill the spots for the webinar. Okay, that's fantastic. So um, do you have any sources? I mean, you've been doing this for a while. So you have your connections and mm -hmm. your list of affiliates. Um, how, do you, how do you reach out? to get more people to want to promote for your webinar? So there, there's two things. One, you could hire a JV broker or a JV manager, someone who already has the relationships with affiliates and vendors who have an email list. So the only downfall to that would be that you're going to have to pay them some sort of a percentage generally for the number of sales that they make that you make on the webinar. So if you hire a JV broker, probably about 10% of the sales will go to that JV broker. That's how they make their money. But it's a great way to start to get introduced to other vendors and affiliates who have an email list. So that would probably be the, the easiest route to go. You may not make as much money, um, but it's a good starting point. And then you can start to leverage each of those relationships that the JV broker makes for you for the future. So you can start to you know, run future webinars or maybe other products that you have webinars for. You can start to leverage those relationships that you build. So that's, that's the first way. The other way would be to partner with someone that already has relationships with affiliates and make them part of the, the, the actual webinar or part of the launch. And then just you're basically leveraging their their audience, the, their network of people that they know. So those are probably the two quickest ways that you can really get introduced to affiliates that you don't maybe don't already know or if you're just starting out. 
Right. Okay. Um, do you have any like actual places that you can recommend uh, for people to find people like this? How do you track down people that can help you? So it, it depends. So uh, I guess it depends on what niche you're in. If you're in the internet marketing space, which I, I would assume a lot of you guys are, you can go to JV Notify Pro, which uh, is run by a guy named Mike Mers, who is a JV broker. And he does a lot of brokering for vendors. So that would be a good place to start JV Notify Pro. You can also just look. Uh, there's product launch boards like munchai.com or launchsuite.net that where vendors are launching products. And generally, if you see people launching lots of products on these launch boards, they probably have uh, relationships with affiliates and already have an email list. So you can start to connect with them and hopefully they'll buy into your product. So always have something to sell them or, or, or a reason for them to want to partner with you and open up their Rolodex of partners. So the, I mean, the, the ultimate key here is to have a good product, already have the webinar presentation ready to go. So it's really easy to bring someone on and say, hey, I already have this product. I already have um, this this webinar presentation. Maybe we, we'll tweak it together, but it's ready to go. It's ready to start making money. So in the, in the internet marketing space, it's fairly easy to find uh, either JV brokers or people to partner with. But in other spaces like the dating or weight loss or whatever niche that you're in, what I would recommend doing is just going to Google and searching JV broker and then the niche that you're in or the or JV manager and then the niche that you're in. And, and not every niche is going to have J, official JV brokers, but a lot of the larger niches will. And uh, so you can do that. And then also just having your finger on the pulse in terms of what, you know, where are people going in your niche? What blogs, what forums, what websites, what products are people buying in your space? And then try to reverse engineer, try to find out how you can contact those vendors and see if they'd be open to some sort of a joint venture opportunity. Right. Yep. That's awesome. So have you done anything as far as social media? Um, like trying to bring extra people into your webinars using social media, maybe Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, or even SEO stuff. Do you do anything outside of email lists? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I not not so much with SEO because I, you know SEO takes a lot of time, right, to to rank your your site. Mm-hmm. So with a webinar, it's more of a timed event. So you usually you start promoting a webinar two or three days from when the event's going to actually happen. And so from an SEO standpoint, you really can't optimize it very well for, for search. But from a social standpoint, there's definitely some things you can do. Obviously, you, if you have a strategy in place to build your social presence, so if you have a Facebook fan page or people following you on Twitter or Snapchat or Periscope or any of those social media platforms, that that's obviously a, a way that you can channel those people from your social media into a, a webinar registration page. So you can do that if you don't have those um, those social media uh, presences built up yet. You can you can do paid traffic. So probably the most the most used would be Facebook ads. So you can start targeting uh, specific uh, likes and interests and start driving people into your webinar registration page that way. Right. Yeah. Um, something speaking about registration pages, maybe we can move on to that a little bit because you um, do this quite well um, out of any registration pages and thank you page um, flow. You've kind of got it nailed. So what is your formula? Do you think, uh, what do you, 
what do you put on a thank you page or an, and a registration page that people should really pay attention to? Well, one thing I learned from, if you guys know who Jason Fladlin is, he's, he sold $50 mm -hmm. million dollars worth of, of uh, product on webinars. And so I really try to uh, study him and I've, I've learned a lot from him. One of the things that he always says is to uh, invoke curiosity on your registration page. So give them enough information that they're they're interested but but don't give them everything that you're going to talk about make them make them curious and invoke you know that that curiosity will make them want to register and secondly come on to the the uh the webinar mm. so that's from a copy standpoint that's what I would do I would have you know a, a really good headline good sub headline and then three bullet points as to what you know what they're going to learn on the call um another thing that has really helped is is by doing a, a video. So having a video on your registration page and then having a video on your thank you page, just to kind of build that personal rapport with the person that's about to register. And one thing I always like to do on the thank you page is, you know, say, Hey, thanks for, for registering. Now make sure that you go and put this on your calendar. So you don't, you know, forget about it. So we always have buttons to add it to your, your iCalendar or Google calendar, just to make sure that they know, Hey, just, just to set a reminder to make sure that they come on the call. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And you're actually just giving that little bit of extra connection with your audience, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, on some on some um, thank you pages, I've seen them actually, I think there's like some widgets and stuff that you can put on that generates a download so that they can click it and it automatically adds it to the calendar. Uh, I'm not sure if you've used any of those, but they look pretty neat. Yeah. So, I mean, we've done that. We have it kind of built in with our webinar ignition product. We actually have a platform oh, that, okay. that does that. Um, so you can do it that way. And then I, I also know that I think ClickFunnels, if you use ClickFunnels, they have a thank you page that allows you to add it to your iCalendar or your Google Calendar. Um, so mm -hmm. that, that helps. But then uh, another thing that we'll do is we'll put Facebook comments below uh, uh, the thank you page and just say, hey, you know, what type of questions do you have or what type of things are you hoping to learn on this call? And then we can use those questions and that feedback and tweak, mm. the, tweak the presentation a little bit based on the audience. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you're asked, if you're getting them to ask questions, then they're more likely to want to show up for their answer, right? Yeah, totally. And I mean, some of the things that we do are in the actual follow-up emails. So they get, an, they get an email right after they register, but then we also usually send them probably three to four reminder emails. So generally 48 hours, 24 hours, um, and then probably six hours, and then probably 20 to 30 minutes right before the call, that's probably the most important email to send out just because people are busy. They're always doing different okay. things and they're, they're always getting a lot of emails. And that email that you send right before the webinar starts, uh, we'll just hey, remind them and say, hey, we're starting right now. Make sure you get on the call. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of people talk about, you know, increasing conversions on your registration page. You want to get a lot of people to register. Um, but then it's just a given that not many people are going to show up out of, you know, if you can get 30% of registrants to, to show up, that's really good. Um, often it's, you know, lo it's lower than that. Um, 
but when you can when you can really push these people and encourage them to show up, then that really adds extra dollars to your end, like to your actual in, in your bank, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean the the first part is obviously driving the right type of traffic. You know, if if you're right. if you're using paid traffic or if you're partnered with someone that has an email list that's not relevant to the offer, well, then they're they're probably not going to register or even show up. And you know, as you know, uh, attendance rates are just dropping. Uh, they've they've dropped a lot since you know, five years ago. So, I mean, it, it, you, five years ago, it was probably 50% and then it went down to 40 and now it's honestly closer to 20 to 30. So, um, you know, anything that you can do, sometimes we'll just bribe people and say, Hey, you know, we're, we want to <laughs> give you an ethical bribe and say, Hey, well, you know, for people that show up, we're going to have some sort of a bonus or we're going to give away an iPad or, you know, try to make it fun and, and, and incentivize them to come on. Right. Um, so when you're split, do you do split testing for your registration pages? Not, uh, not really, uh, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we keep it very, very basic. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. we, we use uh, like uh, a click funnels template. So a lot of the times like with click funnels is they'll, they'll do the testing for you and show you which, uh, which opt-in pages have the best conversion. So, we usually will just um, make sure that we have the headline, subheadline, a nice, a good video, three bullet points, um, just just kind of all the basic elements on the page. Okay, that's awesome. Um, and what about the follow up after? How do you actually um, sequence things so that you, um, after you finish a webinar, you can close those people that are just on the fence? Maybe you could talk about that a little. Yeah, so there. I guess there's a few things that we'll do. We usually will have a replay up for about 72 hours. So we'll we'll email them. Uh, you know, uh, j- it depends. If if the webinar did really really well on, on the live live call, then we'll email mm-hmm. them that night. If if it doesn't, if it didn't do that well, then we'll email them the next day. But what we like to do is try to save put something in, in, in the tank for later. So maybe we'll add a few extra bonuses that we didn't have on the live call. Um, so we'll always try to give them some sort of incentive to watch the replay or so maybe they missed the live call. So we just want to get them to watch the replay or maybe they're on the live call and they didn't buy. So if we can get them to come to the replay and we can introduce some sort of additional bonuses or additional value, then that's another reason to come onto the call. So we'll, we'll generally do a a three day sequence and we'll email them uh, two to three times uh, depending on, on how well it's converting. But we always try to push the very, the last day, the close, the last, you know, 12 to, to 24 hours really hard because that's when you can start to get the fence sitters to, to, be uh, turned into a buyer. Yeah, excellent. Um, do you have any uh, like what about pricing? Do you have? I mean, it obviously depends on the product that you're going to be selling. Yeah. Um, but do you um, do you have experience in selling it as a once off thing? What's what's your experience selling once off, doing um, payment plans, or um, even recurring on a webinar? What's your experience there? Yeah. So I mean, generally, I won't do a webinar unless it's going to be three hundred dollars or more, just because mm-hmm. uh, to, to me, a webinar it, it kind of lends itself to having a higher ticket. Uh, product, right? I mean, like there's, there's more interaction. You can overcome objections much easier on a webinar than a sales page. So we tend to do mid to high tickets, uh, price points, uh, when it comes to, to pricing, uh, webinar products. Um, and then we also will do, if it's like a thousand dollar product, we may also introduce like a two or a three, 
uh, time payment plan, a payment plan that we'll put on the replay as well. Um, so that works really well. And that's a, that's a great way to get people who were fence sitters on the live call to get them to actually buy on a replay as if we introduce a two or three time uh, payment plan. Okay. Do you, do you make it so that it costs a little bit more with the payment plan or you just want to get the sale? Yeah. I mean, we'll usually we'll do an extra hundred or $200 depending on how much the product costs. Okay. Awesome. Um, do you have any advice for um, people just, just generally for webinars, if they're just looking to get started, say they have a product that they, they think would be great um, for like, just for generally getting started with webinars? Yeah. I mean, the first thing that I would do is watch as many webinars as you can and try to follow the people who, you know, who, who do, who conduct really good webinars. And you'll note, you'll start to notice as you, as you watch webinars, people have a certain style and people have a certain formula that they use for every presentation, regardless of what the product is or regardless of what niche they're in. Um, There's certain elements that they use inside of a webinar. So it's important to just reverse engineer and dissect each of their presentations. So whenever I see a webinar that I really like, I'll, I'll make sure that I get the the replay of it and I'll download it to my local computer and then I'll just study it and just see what they did, just the way that they say things or the way that they position things. And I mean, that's, that's a whole animal in itself. I and mean, we could talk about that for hours, just how to go about uh, creating a presentation right. that sells and and how to, how to pitch your product. And so for anybody just starting out, I would strongly recommend just reverse engineering and seeing what other people are doing and then just diving in because what happens is most people, they want to sell their product. They know that webinars are a great um, platform to do it, but they're, they're nervous or they, they don't feel comfortable doing it. And so what I would recommend is, is do one, you know, just do a dry run by yourself. Like you were on a call with, with people listening and just dive, dive right into it. And like anything practice makes perfect. And you know, when I first started, I was, you know, fumbling around. I didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, just like anything else, you start to get more comfortable and it becomes kind of second nature. Right. You generally, um, you know, you present very well in webinars and people connect with you. Um, do you have any, um, I mean, there's not, not everybody here, um, English is their or, you know, they struggle to get in front of the camera. Can you give any tips um, for people that where maybe they can't present it themselves or, you know, they have a great product, but, um, you know, they need to find someone to help them to actually do the webinars. What would you suggest? Yeah. So that's where a partner can, can come into play, right? I mean, if, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if, if you can find someone that is comfortable on webinars, I, I understand that, like you said, not everybody, it's not for everybody. So either having a partner or you just go out and find someone who's in sales, that's comfortable with talking with people and there, or just people that are on webinars. Sometimes, I mean, uh, about, you know, 40, 50% of the webinars that are done, they're not even done by the actual product creator. They're just the, the kind of, pitch man, if you will. And there, and there's right. no reason, there's nothing wrong with hiring someone to, to run or conduct the webinars. So that's an option. Now you could also look into once you've got a good webinar that, that converts really well, uh, you can record that and actually make that a live call. And so you can play the recorded call live, but have people that will answer the, uh, just have people that can answer questions in the background. So 
Sometimes it's not about just always having someone there that can actually run the live webinar over and over again. If you find one that converts really, really well, use that, play it like it's live, um, but it's recorded, and then just have people in the background answering questions. Yeah, well, that's that's an easy way around it. All right, we're probably going to wrap things up. Do you have any last-minute tips or advice for, for um, people to do with webinars? Um, I mean, I guess the first thing is, like I said, um, just just dive into it, just like anything, right? I mean, if if you – so many people are just hesitant, like – uh, I talk to people all the time that are like, oh, I want to create a product. And I always ask, well, why haven't you? And they're like, well, I just haven't done it. Like they just, they don't, right. they don't actually go and do it. And, and so don't, don't worry. Cause along the way you're going to mess up, you're going to make mistakes. It's not, you know, you're not, don't get turned off by that. Right. Just, just, if you do a webinar and it doesn't convert well or something went wrong or you had a technical issue, so what? I mean, it happens, right? And so it's it's something that you learn from. You learn from your mistakes and just continue doing it. And um, if if it's a hurdle that you're trying to overcome, I would do whatever you can to to get over that hurdle because – that this is where the internet is going with you know video and webinars being a large component of it and it can really open the doors to so much opportunity for your business and it's such a great way to sell specifically you know mid to to high ticket products absolutely that's so great. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and I appreciate you jumping on the on the call. Yeah, no problem. Great to be here. All right. Thanks heaps, man. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Seven Figure Furnace with Cindy Donovan. If you like what you just heard, please share our web address, wildfireconcepts.com, with your friends and colleagues. To catch our previous podcasts packed with more insight from self-made millionaire fire starters, check the archives on our website. This has been a Wildfire Concepts production. Join us again at our next edition of Seven Figure Furnace.